NL Newsday with Jeff Andreas. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, other types of cryptocurrency. You've heard all these terms before, but do you really understand cryptocurrency and how it works? Why is it valuable? What is it relevant? What is its relevance to the future? I know these are questions that I am still working to grasp myself, and hopefully my next guest will be able to clear a few things up. Drew Glover, he was born and raised in Kamloops. He has been in the cryptocurrency game since 2012 and co-founded BitNational in 2013. Now, the company has installed the sixth Bitcoin ATM in Canada, the 24th in the world, and now it has over 120 such ATMs between Vancouver and Winnipeg. And right here in Kamloops, well, it does have one at uh, Five Bean Brew Bar and Cafe in Columbia Square as well. And it also operates one of the few online exchanges that are registered in Canada. So to talk a little bit more about cryptocurrency, please to welcome to the show now BitNational co-founder Drew Glover. Drew, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Really appreciate the time. I think this is a, a subject that a lot of people you know, want to talk more about, but maybe don't really know exactly what it is all to do with. So I guess the first thing I wanted to get uh, from your side of things, you know, you said you got into cryptocurrency back in 2012. What enticed you to really start, uh, you know, digging into Bitcoin? I assume it was probably Bitcoin at that point in time. That was the, the real game starter at that point in time. So why did you want to get into it? Essentially, I stumbled upon it through a couple of friends that were uh, into the decentralization movement. And as soon as I found a way to actually obtain it, which at the time there was only one exchange in the world uh, where you could actually obtain it in Japan. So I sent uh, $100 over there, uh, bought 10 Bitcoins, and then uh, saw the price rise continually and kept going. <laughs> so it immediately had my attention and, uh, you know, it just kept me interested to the point that I went to the extremes that I'm at today. Yeah, so kind of what happened between that uh, that, that t time when you first started, when you first sent out that 100 bucks to going out and actually starting your own company here, Bit National. I mean, that's a pretty huge shift, I would think, you know, over the course of one year. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, the first Bitcoin ATM in the world was actually launched in Vancouver in October of 2013. So when the news started coming out about that, it, it just seemed fitting, you know, to get in at something at the, the ground level and, uh, you know, try and make a move with it. So we went on to uh, buy one of the ATMs and, you know, we got the first Bitcoin ATM installed in Alberta in West Edmonton Mall. And uh, it seemed like a, a great place for foot traffic to get start getting the word out in the early days of this. Now, what do you kind of do? Like, what, what, when you first started trading Bitcoin and buying it and, and watching the prices go up and up, I mean, what, what was the value? What was its use to you outside of just watching its actual, you know, consumer value continue to rise? What, like, was there anything else that you looked at it and thought this is going to be super useful for uh, whatever reason? Like, what reasons did you have to think that Bitcoin or just cryptocurrency in general was kind of going to be the way of the future? I saw how easily it was to transact with it when like people have bank accounts with a bank account number and Bitcoin's uh, addresses are essentially your bank account number, but in a longer drawn out version where trillions of them can exist. So once you actually have someone's Bitcoin wallet address, you can just copy that, paste that into your wallet and you could send them, you know, 25 cents to the other side of the world 
in a matter of minutes where that previously wasn't possible. Right. Um, do, you, do you see this as being something that will completely replace, you know, something like the Canadian dollar or, or these do you think going to work? Well, at least for the foreseeable future, I imagine we're not going to see our own Canadian currency or U.S. dollars or anything like that kind of go out the, out the window. But uh, do you see this as something that could potentially kind of replace, um, you know, nation banks at some point? You know, I won't say fully replace. There, there will be a place for all these currencies to coexist. And that's where central bank digital currencies are already becoming a thing. China's well underway with that, and it's expected to launch uh, a digital yuan by the end of the year here. So the Western world is a little bit behind in that side of things, but, you know, they're, they're coming along as well. So uh, for anyone out there who's listening and maybe wants to kind of get in the game or they're thinking about it, maybe they want to dip their toes into it. How difficult is that right now as we see prices, uh, you know, really, really climb very, very high? I saw yesterday, I think Dogecoin was up like 40% to an all-time high. I mean, when we see these values increase, it becomes more and more difficult to to start the learning process, right? You probably got to purchase some some cryptocurrency before you can really feel comfortable with what it is all about. Do you think it's a tough game to start up now? <laughs> It's always going to be tough to make that first leap into this space, but like we always say, that the best time to buy Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is today, if you haven't yet already. So you get your feet into the market, and you can buy, you know, a small amount of it, ten dollars, twenty dollars, and then you can uh, transact with it with friends, family, whatever. Get the get the hang of it, and then you under, start to understand the logistics of it a lot better at that point, for sure. How does uh, the use of ATMs work? Because I have seen these around. You mentioned, the, or I mentioned the one at Five Bean Brew Bar that you guys have installed here in Kamloops itself. I mean, how, what what actually happens when you go to to use a Bitcoin ATM? How does that work? Yeah, so it's it's a fairly simple process, and the ATM side of it. That's what we saw as a good business proposition for this, since people are so comfortable with traditional ATMs. That you simply walk up to it, it asks for your phone number, you get a six-digit PIN at that point, and then you have to show it your cryptocurrency wallet address, and then pick the amount of money that you wish to put into it, and then it just sends you the cryptocurrency. It's really it can be done in under a minute. It's really simple. And then what, did, are, are you seeing a lot of like retailers start taking this stuff nowadays too? That side of things is still a little slow to catch up to where we're at this day and age with it. But, you know, you've got PayPal in the States that now allows people to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. And they've opened it up to the American merchants to actually accept it as a payment method through a few different cryptocurrencies. But it's, it's still kind of a niche thing to be spending unless you're doing it for barter transactions or what have you like that but you know people are selling houses for it you see that in the news every once in a while and yeah there's a lot of things like that that do exist currently but it's still got a lot ways to go before it is actually an accepted payment method globally i'd say yeah and and i've seen you know a lot more um, celebrity, if you will, uh, influence coming in behind this. You know, I got you, you know, a lot of talk about Elon Musk and Tesla and what they're doing with cryptocurrency. Um, I saw uh, Mark Cuban doing a lot of talk about what's going on with cryptocurrency and things like, uh, you know, I don't want to get into NFTs with you, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, but just, you know, does that make a huge difference in not only the popularity, but really help to drive value of this as well? 
hundred percent. It's great for it because to make it an actual viable currency, you need to be able to spend it. For the most part, up until even PayPal getting on board, it's it's more or less a speculative asset that people are just holding, counting on the value to go up based on its scarcity. How do you know which currency to get? It feels like there's a new type of cryptocurrency being invented every 24 hours, which to me makes it really, really confusing. We all know about Bitcoin, and, and you know, I, I keep mentioning Dogecoin. That's one that just seems to be popping up more and more in, in the recent months, maybe over the last year. But does that make it more confusing? Do you think that we have so many different options, so many different types of crypto, cryptocurrency to choose from now? Yes, it definitely does, and especially for a company like mine. You know, you're getting all these people just jumping into the market, and for instance, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, it's two entirely different currencies, but they have very similar names, so you're getting people that mistakenly buy one instead of the other. But yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's, it's tricky, because even as I was brushing up on my statistics before this uh, interview here, there was 9,615 cryptocurrencies, and now there's 9,620. Holy smokes. So, so in the last hour or so, there's five more. So how do you, like, do you have any advice then for individuals out there? We, we, you mentioned, you know, if you haven't already bought some and you would encourage them to sort of think of something and, and maybe buy some cryptocurrency to be able to get your feet wet and, and see how it all works... What would be your recommendation, I guess? Is there a specific one that you would look to to say this is a good way to get started? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to say that for uh, myself to put out a specific one. And yeah, definitely none of this is investment advice. Mm -hmm. But there, there are, like, all this research can easily be obtained on the internet. Okay. Uh, there's coinmarketcap.com, which is a site that has all the information and more that you could be looking for to learn about these currencies. And, you know, any of the ones in the top 10 that are now having market caps over about $50 billion or so, it that's a lot of value, right? So mm -hmm. you're seeing these things that are on the radar of billionaires and financial institutions that they're seeing these things that have created this value essentially out of nowhere, but you, you can't really shy away from something that now has a market capitalization of $2.9 trillion. And it like it took 12 years for cryptocurrency to reach $1 trillion, 90 days for it to reach $2 trillion, and now we're 40 days away from um, since then, and we're almost at $3 trillion. So it's rapidly picking up speed, you know, by the day here. Yeah, I, I also saw, too, uh, earlier this week, talk about uh, Bitcoin starting to be traded, you know, on Wall Street. Does that something that is welcomed by the community, or is that something, I mean, your company, aren't you kind of trying to keep it off of places like that? Cryptocurrency is supposed to kind of stay off those mainstream channels, aren't they? Or, or is this something that's being welcomed? Well, that's the thing. Like, you're going to have exchange-traded funds on uh, different stock markets for this, but essentially you're putting your money into a pool where somebody is responsible for holding this cryptocurrency, and then you're exposed to that risk as well, or the risk of something happening to that company where they can't um, be responsible for all the debts that they do have to pay out. So a big thing in this space is not your keys, not your coins. The keys being the private key, which is essentially your PIN 
for your bank account of cryptocurrency. And if you don't have control of that and someone else does, you're exposed to the risk of someone else. Okay. So um, with this great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I like the Spider-Man quote. Well done. Um, I guess <laughs> a last thing uh, I did want to, to kind of ask you about was just, uh, do you need uh, a digital wallet to get started? Is that step one here? Or is there another way to kind of go about getting things underway? That is the best bet. And there are a bunch of mobile wallets that you can get through the Google Play Store or the App Store on iPhones. Um, I won't recommend one specifically, but people can do their own re research for that. And then once you have that wallet, the key thing, like I was talking about, is to back it up. There's going to be a 12-word seed phrase that you want to write down, keep somewhere safe. And the amount of people I've told to keep that safe and they don't is more than you care to know. <laughs> but once you have that safe, then you're easily able to transact in this new global economy for sure. What, what happens if you don't keep it safe and you forget that password? I mean, I imagine that's a lot of money that people might have tied up that they have no access to. Yeah, you lose the phone, you lose those words, you've lost the cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to be doing that. Well, Drew, no. I think this is a pretty nice little overview here, and uh, I know I feel a, a little bit better here after this conversation. Hopefully some listeners out there do as well. Um, any any other tips, tricks, or pieces of advice or any information? You know, I, I'm just going to kind of leave it open here to you that you think people would like to know and might help them in this journey of, of cryptocurrency. Well, I definitely think the one thing that I've always stressed is do your own research. It's something where you, you, a lot of people have a lot to say about it, but you're going to be the one that ultimately decides where you put your hard-earned money. And for instance, with this Dogecoin rally here that's been taking the world by storm, it's it's something that you have to really be cautious of because people are caught up in the hype of it. You got Elon Musk constantly raving about it and he's going to be hosting Saturday night live this weekend. And he's going to obviously be talking a lot about it. So people are anticipating the value of it to go up and getting in preemptively and whatnot. But at the same time, you can also do research on this. There's sites that um, for each cryptocurrency where you can type in like Dogecoin rich list on Google. And it's a site that'll show you, where all these Dogecoins are held. And right now, currently, 67% of all Doge is owned by 98 people. 87% is owned by less than 5,000 people. So you're in a heavily weighed market to, you know, a select few. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, people are seeing it as this fun coin to get involved in that, you know, there's, there's more risks uh, behind the curtain there for sure. Well, Drew, I really appreciate the time. I got your number now, and I'm going to be calling you in the future to talk more about this. I can promise you that because uh, this is definitely a, a trend I think it's only going to continue, and I'm going to want to have you back on to talk more about it. But thanks for this today. You bet, Jeff. We're in the early, early days of this still, so it's yeah, always changing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. All right, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, there you go. Drew Glover, he is the co-founder of BitNational, born and raised right here in Kamloops, providing a bit of an overview of cryptocurrency, what it's all about, how it works, how you can get started. So maybe open up a digital wallet of some kind, and then you can begin to dip your toes in the world of cryptocurrency. It's all the rave these days.